This is Including You, the new series from Lead at Any Level. Including You features stories from chief diversity officers and other executives who are creating inclusive cultures in their organizations. Our goal is to show what's working in companies just like yours, to give you the tools you need to keep pushing for progress in your own workplace. We want to create belonging and opportunity for everyone, including you. And now here's your host, Amy C. Wanninger. Welcome back to Including You. I'm your host, Amy C. Wanninger. My guest today is Erica Young. She's the CEO of TaylorMade Budgets, which provides financial wellness education as an employee benefit for small to mid-sized organizations. Erica, I'm so excited to talk to you today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So I am absolutely excited about the work that you do because I think your work is a very um, a very unique niche within the DEI conversation, and you provide a service that I don't know if anybody else is doing in the way that you're doing it. So let's start by talking about, from your perspective, how does financial wellness education as an employee benefit tie into an organization's DEI initiatives? Well, personally, I feel that DEI is simply incomplete if you don't address inequities that might be present in pay, as well as um, just the historical barriers that people have had to basically advancing financially. So in housing, um, credit, and things of that nature. And so I believe that if you're able to help all employees maximize their dollars, one, they are less likely to leave because they feel cared for. Um, this is a creative benefit that reduces stress, just like you know mental health and things of that nature. And so we just have to make certain that we're meeting people where they are and you're giving them an opportunity to win with money. And so in equities, they, you know, they exist everywhere. And so we want to make sure that we're just reducing those and or giving, you know, tools and resources that are available so that people can, you know, just make their dollar stretch. And that that works for everybody. What I like about this is that there are a lot of different levers that that employers have available to them mm-hmm. to help move toward equity. Yep. Right. There are things like, you know, they do compensation studies to make sure that they're their employees are paid fairly in the market. They can do uh, pay disparity studies internally to make sure their employees are paid equitably among each other. Um, But this is something unique because it helps people who maybe don't have generational wealth coming into their workplace to start building those plans, making those, you know, taking those steps. And so I'm curious, how does your program work when you go into an organization? What can they expect from you? Well, that's, Let me back up a little bit. First of all, I've been a financial coach for 18 years. So I've worked with hundreds of people over the time that I have been in business for almost two decades. And what I have found is that no matter what income you have, no matter how much you make or how much you bring home, you've got something to work with. A lot of people think that if they're not not making a certain amount that they can't budget or they can't see progress or they can't purchase a home. And what I have um, taught my clients and what I really believe and what has worked for me as well is 
when you manage your money well and you tell it what to do, you can do nearly anything. So the coolest thing about my work is that I get to, you know, help people become first time home buyers when they weren't sure that they could. I get a chance to help people get out of debt, right? And so when you have that type of freedom, when you make those type of impact in your work, in 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 your income with your dollars, it affects your productivity at work. It helps you to show up as your full self because you're a little bit less stressed, you have a little bit more sleep and you're in alignment with um, your family. The other part of that, of course, is that if you are managing your money well, then you get a chance to um, stay at a company instead of looking for something else. Everyone thinks that the grass is greener, but sometimes it's not. And so if you're having any type of retention challenges or issues or your retention numbers have fallen, Um, This is something to think about because a lot of people look for more money when really all they really need to do is manage what they have well. So I've just seen quite a bit of transformation. I think a lot of times people don't understand that sometimes, you know, workshops that I deliver or one-on-one coaching um, in the workspace makes it just easier to access, right? We're just giving them an opportunity to say yes. And so um, I've worked with organizations where when bonus times comes that part of the benefit is that they work with a coach in order to make certain that those funds are well distributed to where they need it to be in their highest priority goals. And again, that gives peace of mind both to the employer and to the employee. So knowing that that is available is just um, one less thing for their employees to worry about. So is your work primarily training or primarily coaching, or is it a good combination of both? It's actually a good combination of both. So I I love coupling workshops for employees along with one-on-one consultations. And if people want to do on-demand type of training, they can do that as well. If you can really meet the needs of different learning types, then you're really, you have a well-rounded program as well. And so the other thing is, making sure that there is a piece that's very confidential, meaning that one-on-one space, more people will raise their hand um, to be able to have that kind of one-on-one attention and ask, you know, pointed questions. And so that gives people really the freedom to customize their experience with, with, you know, financial wellness in the workplace. I imagine that people have a lot of emotional response to working with you out of the gate, that there's a lot of fear and a lot of Mm -hmm. uncertainty and a lot of guilt and shame. Yeah. Um, associated with talking about money with, with a coach or a consultant. Um, how do you help people kind of get over that, that initial hurdle of just opening themselves up to the conversation? I tell my story, Amy. I I, I share that my husband and I were in $90,000 in debt years ago, and we needed to find a way out. And so it took us about five years to budget, and plan and pay that debt off. And I let them know that I've been there, right? So I'm not just some talking head that's coming in here with all the answers. You know, I have been a person who really needed this type of work. I did not have it in my workplace. Typically, companies will offer 401k and they call that financial wellness. And what they don't realize if they're looking at demographics, if they're surveying their employees and they're really trying to see who's actually participant, we find that um, white males are actually twice as likely to participate in 401k plans as underrepresented groups. And so that shows you that some of these underrepresented groups need more, 
right? And so we're closing the gap with financial wellness in that way. And I just share who I am and the the challenges that I've also had when I do workshops and things of that nature, because I want to make certain that people know that they're not alone. I've been there and I can help you navigate as well. Yeah, I think people have a lot of a lot of embarrassment around things like debt yeah. or you know, even if the debt was incurred not through their own fault, right? It might be medical bills that piled up or you know, yep. there are all sorts of reasons why somebody might find themselves in a in a disadvantaged situation mm-hmm. around money. And a lot of times it's just that we didn't grow up in households where money was discussed. Absolutely. Yeah. We- Money is a language, right? It, it's actually, it takes a little bit of learning and training to understand how to actually communicate about money, especially with a partner or a spouse. It's really important that you know their money language and you understand their upbringing. So those are the kinds of things that I bring up because I was raised in a single parent household, African-American female. There's a lot of barriers that a person might have to overcome in that. If you don't understand the history behind it or the money past, um, of the person that you're with or, you know, the barriers that you could potentially come up against when you're trying to purchase a home and that kind of thing. It, it's really not going to help you, right, just to kind of, you know, plow forward. We have to have some strategy, right? How can we, you know, navigate the system well so that you can get to where you want to be financially? And so because I've been down that path and I've worked with lots of people, I can help others do the same. And these are not conversations somebody's going to strike up with their boss over lunch or in a performance review, right? No one's going, oh, well, I can't imagine anybody I know going to their boss and saying, I really need some help understanding how to maximize my 401k, or I want to buy a house and I need to understand how to budget my paycheck. Like, thanks for the raise. How can I make the most of this so I can sock sock away some of that money for a down payment on a house? Nobody's going to do that with their boss. No, but what I do encourage um, leaders and organizations to do is to survey their employees about what it is that they want. One of the biggest things that you can do to add value to who you already have working for you and making certain that you're meeting their needs is to ask them. Ask them what it is that they want and include financial wellness as an option in, is this something that you would find benefit in? And you would be surprised. 70% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. That is independent of how much they make. So, and I've also found that the more you make, the more you think you can spend as well. So we can't say that because we're paying our employees well, or it's on par with the market, that that's enough. We have to ensure that they're actually even um, making smart decisions with those dollars. And so just serving your employees and saying, is this working well? Do you need more than a 401k offering? Um, I It might be really important to formulate a good survey. And that's one of the things that I actually help companies with as well, because if you don't know your employees well, you can't meet the needs that they have. That is exactly true. And some employees may have never considered this as something that they need until they see it as an option they can select. Mm -hmm. And then they think, oh yeah, that'd be great. And might really get engaged at that point, but it's not something that's typically listed as an employee benefit. We think about health insurance. We think about the retirement plan, days off, tuition reimbursement, Mm -hmm. but we don't often think about financial coaching or financial wellness education. Yeah, absolutely. And nowadays people have 
tons and tons of student loans. And so if you can incentivize employees in working through their financial challenges and making sure that they have a resource there, but also making certain that maybe a part of your benefit package is matching dollars for student loans, pay, you know, repayment, that would be amazing. Or having a mortgage person that your employees can actually talk to to make sure that they can become homeowners, especially for those who have, you know, some barriers that they have to overcome in order to get get there as well. So if you're seeing participation levels in 401k, um, uh, you know, matching percentages and people not really participating, that's a sign if people are taking dollars out of their 401k at higher levels, that's a sign. If people have garnishment of wages and that's running through payroll, your payroll will see it again. It's a sign. Your people need some help. And even if it is um, less than 10% of the population, when you think about that in a thousand employee, you know, company, 10% is a hundred people. And if 100 people are struggling at that level, they're not bringing them their full selves to work. And so we just need to make certain that we're looking at that. And disproportionately, those folks are underrepresented groups. Now, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, how the program works and some of the benefits that companies and employees see from, you know, improved retention and, Mm -hmm. you know, just better overall mental health and, and engagement. When you think about the companies or the organizations that you work with, you said small to mid-sized. Can yeah. you get really specific about who you work with so that if there's someone out there who's seeing these, these triggers yeah. in their employee population, they know that they're the right person to call you? First of all, any DEI practitioner inside of workplaces is a great place for me to connect because I love working with ERG groups. Um, they it, it really have a solid team and a, a synergy amongst themselves, but also that is a great place to start when we're talking about delivering programs to the entire population and letting them know, hey, this is what this group has done. So if you're looking for a place to begin and maybe pilot a program, those are great places to start. Um, But I love talking with controllers or people who are sitting in, um, you know, honestly, a C-suite level because they're the ones who need to understand what their employees need, right? They're the decision makers. So I've worked with companies that have 30 50 employees. I've worked with companies that have 4,000 employees um, and everything in between. My sweet spot is between 500 and 1,000. But the truth of the matter is that everybody needs help. And so um, I just enjoy delivering workplace wellness webinars. I can do in person. I can do um, speaking events where you have, if you have, are training your sales team, And this is what you're needing to bring to them. And I also, like I said, do the one-on-one coaching. I do also partner with a software provider who can provide a digital solution for companies as well. So you have, you know, a full suite of programming options to deliver to to your employees. I would imagine that offering this benefit or talking about this benefit in the interview stages with candidates also over time would become a real selling point for a company. Maybe they don't have the dollars to attract somebody with a high salary, Mm -hmm. but if they can help them maximize the salary and they're purpose-driven and they're really aligned with the mission, I could see that be a tipping point or or a key factor in an employment decision. Absolutely. Well, one of my clients currently, we're going to be working this summer with their intern population. They have a solid 
group of 40 to 50 interns that they always have working there. And so we're going to capture them before they make some of the financial mistakes that I've made or other folks my age have made. And I'm thrilled and excited that this company is doing that. So we're having a, a little bit of a mini program for their intern population. And their goal is to make sure that they retain uh, about 50% of their interns to actually become full-time employees. And so I just think it's a fantastic way to get folks at a younger age before they trip over themselves financially and um, and also give them help them to really understand what's most important at the very early stages. Many of my clients over time have been in their 40s and 50s, mid-career professionals who are really doing well at work, but they have let their finances slide. And so if we can capture folks at a younger age, age that is ideal. Yeah, because the compounding uh, impact of that is huge. $100 saved at 22 is a whole lot different than $100 saved at 48. Absolutely. You've got more time. You've got more time. And, and I think the other thing is we haven't learned these principles in high school and in college. And so you end up having the real world experience and you end up, you know, making decisions that you wish you hadn't. I have, you know, you know, the, the stupid tax <laughs> that I have done as well. And so I understand that by the time you're in your mid-career, there are things that you wish you hadn't done financially speaking, but no matter where you are in the journey, this is something that can be um, rectified, right-sized, and you can make progress. And so we're looking at progress over perfection. We're not trying to reach any certain specific goal other than whatever it is that each individual needs and wants. So that's the exciting part is, is making their future you know, a reality. So I'm very hopeful that there are some DEI leaders, some ERG leaders listening right now uh, and thinking, and their wheels are spinning, right? Their gears are turning about how they can bring a program like this to their organizations. Erica, if they want to work with you, what's the best way to find you? How can they reach out to you and start that conversation with you? Yeah, you can find me on ericayoung.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Erica Young Official, as well as Instagram with that same uh, hashtag. And then the other thing is I have a case study in working with um, one of my partners. And so that's also something that I can offer up as well. There is a download on my website to be able to retrieve that. And so just go to ericayoung.com and you can get that and we can set up some time to chat. Okay, I will be sure to put that link in the show notes. But for those who are listening, who will not go to the website to see the spelling of your name, I want to make it very clear (laughs) that Erica is spelled E-R-I-C-K-A and Young is spelled Y-O-U-N-G. So it's Erica with a C and a K, young.com. Yes, I have all the things. And we will get the spelling right in the show notes. So we make sure that everybody can find the download and, and get to you so that they can help their employees take one less thing off of their mind so they can get focused on work. There you go. That's what it's all about. Thank you so much. Thank you, Erica. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow Lead at any level on LinkedIn and YouTube. Then join us for Including You video simulcast every Thursday at noon Eastern. Including You can also be enjoyed each week as part of the Living Corporate Audio Podcast Series. Available on all major podcast platforms. Learn more at living-corporate.com. Including You is brought to you in part by Lead at Any Level, a boutique training and consulting firm improving employee engagement and retention for companies that promote from within. Lead at Any Level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. 
Lead at Any Level and its logo are registered trademarks of Lead at Any Level LLC. The views and opinions of guests on our show do not necessarily reflect the positions of Lead at Any Level, Living Corporate, or the sponsors of Including You.